Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast, an emergency Peristyle Podcast. Doing it on a Sunday. We had to do one. Uh, too much is going on with the USC football program, and we wanted to bring in the coach, Coach Harvey Hyde, a day early to talk about USC and Stanford. Of course, the Trojans losing 27-10 up on the farm. You guys are outraged. We got a lot of voicemails. We got a lot of emails, and we're going to have let Coach respond to them. Um, so if you have any questions or comments, you can email us podcast at uscfootball.com or you can call us at 641-715-3900, extension 816-646 or go to our website, peristylepodcast.com and click on the left side of the page to leave a voicemail right from your computer or mobile device. You guys have done all of those already uh, in the hours after the game, even during the game, we were getting voicemails. So we'll try to play a bunch of them and get coaches' reaction uh, to the show. We are on iTunes, iTunes.com slash Peristyle Podcast. We are on Google Play, Audio Boom, Stitcher. Just search Peristyle Podcast. You can find the show just about anywhere that hosts a podcast. All right, well, let's bring in the coach. Follow him on Twitter, at Coach Harvey Hyde. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. He's got his new show on Wednesdays here in Los Angeles, AM 830. What's up, Coach? How are you? Ryan, good morning to you. Good morning or good afternoon, whatever time of day it is for all of you out there. Some people are on their way back from San Francisco. Some people are already home and some people didn't go. But uh, who, wherever you did or wherever you saw the game or whatever, we're going to try to at least give you our opinion on what we saw wherever we were. Ryan was at the game and I watched it on television. So we've got a couple of good uh, probably different views of the game, and we'd love to share them with you. So as I say always, thank you for all of you for listening, and thank you very much for sending in your questions. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Like, crazy response, as it has been the first few games of the season as the podcast grows and grows. Um, it's just been nuts, and the, the, the response is amazing. So we'll do our best to answer a bunch of your questions, kind of get, you know, let you guys vent a little bit, and we'll talk about what we thought from what we've seen of practice and games and everything and kind of put it all together for you. Wanted to thank our sponsor, Southern California Tickets. Go to sctickets.com. You can call them at 1-800-888-7287 or go to sctickets.com. Like I said, if you need tickets for anything here in SoCal or across the country, sctickets.com can help you out. Uh, a couple of home games coming up after this road game uh, to Utah on a Friday night. USC will be home against uh, Arizona State and Colorado. So if you want tickets to either of those games or anything coming up down the road, you can go to sctickets.com and they will help you out. you got baseball playoffs and stuff coming up too. Dodgers will be in it um, here in uh, here in L.A. Uh, Rams tickets, if you want that stuff too. Uh, I think the Rams are actually beating the Seahawks right now. At least they were last I checked, um, which is kind of crazy. Didn't expect that. All right, Coach. Um, well, let's... I don't know. Do you want to do a? Do you want an opening rant, or you want to jump right into questions? What would you prefer? Well, you know, if I start, it'll take the whole show. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to, to to be, you know, say that sarcastically, but I am as far as going through every type of 
question or answer that people might have, and I don't think there'd be a lot of time left for <laughs> us to take questions because it starts from the basics and goes all the way through the coaching techniques, uh, play calling, uh, the things I've talked about, time management, uh, uh, three plays and out, uh, why not do things that are successful, the tight end, they throw to the tight end, they don't throw to him again. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on and on. The special teams wasn't a problem. They, I thought they played good. And before we get started, let me just tell you this, and then, then, we'll, then we'll take uh, questions. Okay. Ryan, I think the kids really play hard, okay? I really think they play hard, and I really think they're doing everything they can to win. They're giving an effort. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, these kids don't care. No, they care. They play hard. I think sometimes, as I've said all along, they're not given the chances that are necessary to be successful when you play great teams. Because other great teams play hard, too. But they do things that fit around their program to take advantage of their talent. So we'll start with that. So I want everyone to know, if you're a parent listening, hey, your son played hard if he played in that game. And you should be proud of them. You really should be proud of them. They gave it everything they had. They had broke down on some things. They dropped some passes. Don't get me wrong. And the illegal procedures and all that is, you can't stand for that stuff, okay? And I think if you're in a huddle, you'd eliminate half of them and all the other things that go on. But I want all the parents to know that your son is playing hard football and they want to win and they're as dejected as everyone else is. So, Ryan, let's go from there. Okay. Uh, well, I think I have a good question to start with. Um, also, wanted to thank our other sponsor before we jump in, uh, mybookie.net. So, definitely go check them out. They got a really cool website. It's uh, free gambling. So, it's like you can kind of gamble live uh, uh, betting lines on all the games. You can bet during a game, but it's for play money. So, it's kind of cool. So, I've been doing that the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you more about it a bit later on the show, but mybookie.net. And the promo code Trojans if you want to get entered into their uh, million-dollar prize pool. So it's kind of cool stuff. MyBookie.net. Check it out. Um, all right. So, Coach, this is a question we got during the game. So maybe we'll start with this. This fan uh, kind of saw this happening before the game was even over. And we'll get your thoughts. Here you go. Hey, Ryan, Coach. This is Mike from New York. Um, I've watched uh, the first half, and I've seen enough. I mean, I'm watching a team of men against a, sort of a ragtag bunch of uncoachable prima donnas. The only guy on our team that I think is – I mean, we, we haven't looked tough since Chris Carlisle left. Um, I, I mean, I look at our offensive linemen. I look at Stanford, and I just see men against boys. Um, we look like a bunch of individual players. Stanford's a team. So, Coach, feel free to comment. Keep up the good work, guys. But we haven't scored a touchdown against a Power 5 opponent in, a, what, a game and a half. I, it's just it's pathetic. Well, thank you very much for checking in uh, with us on that. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of individual plays, a little individual efforts and so on. That's because kids are trying, and sometimes you try too hard. You know, it starts with, the statement that was made during the week, and Ryan, correct me if I'm not making these statements correctly, Coach Helton said, we want to be like Stanford. We want to be physical like Stanford. Well, currently what they're doing, they can't be like Stanford. If you want to, you know, you have a great film here to look at now to see what Stanford's doing. 
Stanford, if you notice at the early part of the game, wasn't really Stanford. They were trying to like almost uh, trick USC. Uh, they didn't move the ball. Then all of a sudden they went back and they became Stanford. Stanford is Stanford as far as the way they execute. They don't beat themselves. They had three penalties the entire game. They set up the reverse. It was set up so beautifully that when they called it, it surprised everybody. Off their power, they run all the time. They utilize their formations as far as with McCrafty, whether they use him as a decoy or he carries the ball or he's a receiver, whatever they do to see exactly how you're going to cover it when he gets in different formations. They really, uh, what do you want to do? They do surgery on you defensively. And the offensive line is the core of the offense. You can see it. They're close-knit. They're close together. They work. They dominate. They take pride in what they do. And it's really, it's fun to watch them play. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's enjoyable to see these guys play. But they don't do a lot of things. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. But they do them well. And, and I like to see that. And, uh, and when I look at Max Brown or I look at Sam Darnold, I, I look at them and I, what are they thinking about? I mean, really, when they see what are we doing compared to what they're doing? It's, it's, just, it's just not right as far as the routes and everything we're doing. And, and the kids, the offensive line on USC with all the you know, people like they have back and they're supposed to be great five stars, I watch them play. And really, they play hard, but they don't play with great techniques. Uh, the routes don't complement the coverages. The play calling doesn't fit anything that's going on. I'm still trying. This is my fourth year or fifth year telling you I want to know what offense they run. I'd like to go to a clinic and have them explain it to me. Because it seems like they're always grab-bagging. The first drive of the game... Hey, they looked pretty good going down the field, didn't they? Went down, they got a field goal, but they went down the field. Well, then they decided not to do that anymore. Run at them, being the pistol or the eyes, really a half eye, but they don't have a full back or two back set. They don't do it anymore. And counters, no counters. So I don't want to say they're a bunch of prima donnas. I think they're Hollywood, though. And what I mean by that, Coach Helton says, we're not Hollywood, but I see the Hollywood in them, as you're saying. Uh, they got to act like they've been there before. How much celebration did you see in some of the things that Stanford did? They, they celebrate. They're happy. They're excited. They score a touchdown or whatever they do, but they don't overdo it. And they, and they don't beat themselves. And what, why we're talking like this is you say, oh, no, not another penalty. Oh, no, not another legal procedure. Oh, no. And then that adds up to all the uh, first and 15s and eliminate big plays and all of the above. And then you start thinking, these guys aren't coached. And then they, you start seeing about the excuses. Oh, they were, they were yelling our snap count out. Well, that, that's not just excuses. You don't jump off sides. Everybody makes calls on defense. So, you know... It, you know, I know how you feel in New York. I know how you feel, but you've got a lot of pride. And when you see a team that's really not disciplined to the point of doing what they have to do, but they're actually trying 
sometimes too hard to make a big play, and they're flustered. The kids are flustered. Juju Smith is flustered they're, they're, because they're not touching the ball, but they're not giving him a chance to touch the ball because of the way they're, they've covered him the same way the first three games, okay? By now you'd think there'd be a way to adjust to get him open. So we talk about the same things every week. Uh, I'm trying to be somewhat easy on the situation, but it's hard to be. Ryan. Yeah. Well, Coach, you, you hit the – I mean, what you said early on in that answer it was funny because that's a point of contention for USC fans. We've got voicemails. We've got emails. I'll play you a voicemail. This statement by Clay Helton did not sit well with the USC fan base, especially after the game. But here you go. I'll play it. Hi, this is uh, Don from the East Coast. Just calling again. Um, this is for Harvey Hyde. Hey, guys, did you hear the statement that Clay Helton made in the paper about him wanting USC to try to be like Stanford? That's who he's trying to shoot to be, to be like. He's trying to get this team to be like Stanford. That's exactly why he should not be the coach of the team. Why should USC try to be like Stanford? There's, there's no way. You don't hear Jim Harbaugh saying stuff like that. You don't hear Nick Saban saying anything like that. All these top-tier A-level coaches are never saying they want their team to be like another team, regardless if they're given a compliment. That's not the message you want to send to your team. You don't, want, you don't want to tell your team, I want you guys to be like this team. Oh, we wish we can be like them. You're USC. The name itself speaks for who you are and what you are. But he doesn't understand that. He doesn't get that. And to me, that in itself, self, that in itself right there tells you exactly why he's not the guy for the job because he doesn't get it that this is SC. We don't need to try to be like Stanford. They need to try to be like us. I just wanted to see how you guys felt about that. Fight on from the East Coast. Thanks again. Take well, he's, he's, he's right on. He's right on from the East Coast. I'm telling you, he's right on. Everybody, I know when I was a junior college coach at Pasadena City College, I wanted to be like SC. In fact, we played the SC fight song at our school. We won four national championships. Our offense was USC. Our jerseys were USC. The only thing we changed, we had gold helmets instead of cardinal hel- hel- helmets or maroon helmets, whatever, the cardinal gold, cardinal helmets. We ran the same toss. We ran the same play action. We did everything the same, and we did it because we had great athletes. And everybody wanted to be like us, and I agree with you 100%. You want people to say, uh, we want to be like them. That that was a program that I modeled myself after as a young coach. I really did. And the players took proud in, pride in that because I told them, we are the community college like USC. Domination. When the game's over with, people are going to walk over and shake our hands and say, wow, you are the best team. I even had someone come to me once we were playing a junior college team from out of state, come over and say, hey, coach, you've won the game. Please, you're beating my kids up. Let's do something to try. I got the rest of the season, and this is a true story. Would you mind if we talk to the referees and have running time and keep the game going and get the game over with? And I said, of course, because I forget what it was, 45 nothing and half or something. 
because that's the way we played, and even people had surrendered. They brought the white flag out because we were physical. We were physical in practice. We were physical in everything we did. And when you look at USC's offense, it's not a physical offense. It's not something that you line up. You're still trying to trick people. You're not dominating anywhere on the line of scrimmage. You're not dominating on defense at USC. They used to play a base defense. I used to do the same thing. I used to say, hey, we're never going to stunt. We're never going to do anything blitz until you learn how to beat people in a base defense, which, you know, Stanford does too. We're going to be tougher by just lining up and playing a base defense, but we're not going to give you any help. And then when we think you've learned to do that, then we'll give you some help. We'll throw a stunt in once in a while just to keep people honest. And and this is where you build a pride into your program is we're tougher than anybody else. We're better than anybody else. And eventually they're going to surrender. So I agree with your East Coast call, and, and thank you very much for being part of the show. Hope I answered your question. We got uh, Percy, Coach. Um, he says, please answer truthfully yourself and ask Coach Hyde the following. From what you've seen of Coach Helton and T. Martin, do you feel – they have what it takes to get the job done, or do they need to go learn at a less prestigious university first? By the way, it's hard for me to criticize Zach Banner. I went to high school with his dad. I know it must be hard for him to have his son going through this nightmare again. Percy Tillman. Well, it is. It's hard uh, when you have a son, and I know a lot of parents listen to this, and uh, I know they, you know, probably, you know, I'm trying to be uh, as uh, honest as I can about techniques and things that are going on but I know parents feel the same way you know I talked to a lot of parents and the parents agree with me a lot of times in fact some parents come up to me and they say you know coach the things you say really you're right and in one case uh, a father came up to me he's a starter and he came up to me and he says coach a lot of this is my fault on my son I said what do you mean He says, because I've always given him everything. He went to a private school. He doesn't know what it's about to be tough. He's never had to fight anybody. He's never been in a fight in his life. And I'm not saying anybody should be in a fight. But it just demonstrates the confidence in your abilities to be able to whip somebody's butt. And uh, that is something that, that you learn along the way. Now, the first part of that question, I forgot. So what was the first part? I just got in there. Ryan, what was the first part? Um, the, okay, so Percy was talking about, are these guys, basically, are they in over their head? Um, oh, yeah, coaching-wise. Okay, yeah. let's get back to that. Now, physically over your head, I don't know if it's physically over your head, but I think, how many times have I told you that you don't learn at USC? I've, I've said it many times, you come with a, a record of excellence. You come there like an Urban Meyer. When he went from Bowling Green to Utah, Utah to Florida, Florida to Ohio State, won it all of them. Demonstrated he's a winner. Now, if, if Ohio State and Florida and Utah can get a winner, why can't USC? I mean, my gosh, I'd have given, I'm never going to give my right arm up, but I'd have given my right arm up to be a coach at USC. That was 
where you wanted to coach. And right now, along the way, they've decided not to hire that type of coach. And it goes back, and I say it over and over and over, to the administration. Who do you blame? I don't blame Coach Helton for being head coach at USC. Why would I blame him or Steve Sarkeesian or Lane Kiffin? Heck, that's a dream job. Why wouldn't you take that job? But someone gave them the opportunity to do that, and those people that are on the selection committee or the person that is making the decisions obviously didn't know. Or he didn't want a big name there, but it might be bigger than his. I don't know. I don't know the reason why. But obviously, how many mistakes can you make in a row of not understanding this is a dream job for a successful coach, no matter who it is, a winning head football coach, somebody who's learned and made the mistake somewhere else. And the same with your coordinators. Your coordinators can be past head coaches who have been there when the lights are on. Now you've got to have a lot of energy too. So you've got to have guys 35, 38, 37 that yet are just charging. In fact, you've got to watch them all the time to make sure they're charging in the right direction. You know, you have to have youth and you have to have experience and you have to have the ability to get a winner at your coordinators and your strength coaches and academic advisors, which USC has. And they ought to be a team to get it done. And you are the chairman of the board as the head football coach. And you take no, you don't take anything from anyone. Now, are you bigger than the athletic director? Well, sometimes you are. John McKay was, so they made him AD. Urban Meyer? Yeah, Gene Smith's the athletic director at Ohio State. How many of you knew that? What's the name of the athletic director at Alabama? Can you tell me? I don't know if you can. Or the athletic director at Michigan, can you tell me? But the face of the university, I hate to say this, is not only the academic side, but it's your football program and your head football coach. Because the whole university, the morale of the university, the students, the alumni, everyone comes from the pride of the opening of school and what your football program does. So I don't blame Clay Helton or T. Martin because maybe Clay Helton or Coach Helton uh, didn't have the ability to select who assistant coaches were. But that's not his fault or T. Martin's fault. It's someone who made the assumption he was ready to be a head coach and had never been a head coach before, and he had learned under two coaches that had been fired. So I think I answered your question. All right, Coach, Let's. Uh, we have a voice, another voicemail question. Um, got a lot of them this week. We'll, uh, people want to hear from you. Here we go. I'll play it for you right now. J.D. from D.C. Uh, well, this week's question is for Coach Hyde. Coach Hyde, uh, agree or disagree with this proposition? If David Shaw and Bloomberg were calling our offense and we committed as few penalties as Stanford did, the score would have been reversed. I know there are many criticisms of you know specific players, specific calls, and but it seems to me the real difference in the game in terms of the scoreboard was they made two great calls. We didn't see any great calls on offense, and they played with much more discipline and head in the game. But you know, 
I think if USC only commits two offsides and somebody in the offensive play booth makes two great calls, the score is reversed, basically. Well, you know, you hear me talk about this, and I hate to repeat myself, but the game of football is simple. It's not that difficult. It's called communication, preparation, and execution. Now, if you're not getting the communication, then you're not going to have great execution. So when you're just standing on the line of scrimmage, even in the two-minute drill or the time management at the end of the game, I mean, the clock's running down, and they're taking 40 seconds, 35 seconds to run a play. What is that all about? It's almost like you're trying not to win, punt the ball on the 44-yard line of staff. What are you thinking about? I don't know. So I've always said when you're having and you're making mistakes and you're moving guys around, they're not lined up right, and you're jumping off sides and whatever, where someone's not hearing everything. So have a huddle. doesn't have to be far from the line of scrimmage. Don't not run a huddle because it, people will think, oh, well, we're, we're not hurry-up offense. You're not a hurry-up offense. Who are you kidding? If you can see that, if you think that's a hurry-up offense, then you're watching a different game. So you huddle up, you look at everybody, you make sure now, remember, we're on color, we're on color, we're on this. Don't jump, don't jump. We got to have this play. We got to make two yards. It's a big play. Blah, 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 whatever. And you break the huddle, go to the line of scrimmage, and you run the play. Sometimes you run the play with the quarterback under center if they can't hear you so that you can communicate with your offensive line so they can hear you. When you back off seven yards, five yards, it's harder to hear you. So you've been through these experiences before, so why not just do that? Or do that at a certain time of the game when you need to communicate, or if for some reason they can't hear. Well, then go into the huddle. Because on a certain play, if one guy doesn't get the correct play, the offense doesn't work. On the defensive side of the ball, you can make a mistake and make the play, and you did it right. But if you don't cover it wrong, or if you cover it wrong on the defensive side, you see what happens in two games now. Two touchdowns on breakdowns in the coverages. That's called communication. The same with illegal procedures. Six illegal procedures. That is absolutely embarrassing. I think that's the best way to call it. Embarrassing to have that many illegal procedures. So there's no excuse for it. But what do you do to correct it? I haven't seen much done to correct it. But what's wrong with the huddle? I guess I'm old-fashioned, guys. But I think communication, preparation, and execution is what makes a great football team. Hey, Coach, just real quick uh, before we jump to the other questions. This is something we noticed from the press box. Two of those... Illegal procedure penalties, I think it was uh, late in the first half, came when they tried to run tempo. Like, they get a first down, and I don't know why they've been trying to do this the last couple of years. It just never works well. They they get a first down, and then they run right to the line, and they, they try to run tempo. I think they substituted someone out, so the officials were holding up the snap, so they wouldn't let Max Brown snap. So everyone's lined up. The defense is lined up. The officials are holding the snap, so Max Brown can't get the ball. Once the official takes his hand away and allows him to snap, 
Then they get an illegal procedure penalty. And it happened on two series in a row. And, you know, people can say, oh, you know, this is the new modern football or you want to be too old school. But this personnel and this team, they just seem to do better if they would take the time and huddle up and come out. Because a lot of that communication stuff, like you said, if four offensive linemen think the play is one way and a fifth thinks it's a different way, the play is probably going to be blown up. And that's happened so many times over the first three games of the season. Um, you know, I agree with you. I think because this team doesn't have an identity and they seem to be doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, it'd be much better to just go and say, hey, why don't we just huddle up, get the play right, and then if we screw up, if someone gets beat, you get beat. But at least it's not only half of us knew what the play was, and that's why the play failed, and we got a procedure. Now we're in a down and distance that's not favorable for the offense to succeed. I agree 100%. Plus, you can look at all your receivers in the eyes, and then they can say something to you like, hey, I was open last time. I was open. You didn't see me. Or the next time you run that pattern, I'm going to do this or do that. There's no communication with anybody. Or the tight end can say, hey, watch me over the middle. I'm wide open. There is no communication. You just stand there. Next time you see them is when they're on the sideline. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you've got Helton's brother who coaches the quarterbacks in the press box. You've got T. Martin who calls the plays. He's in the press box. When Max Brown goes off the field, he didn't talk to anybody. He just folds his arm and stares into the sunlight and, and stands there in shock. The receivers, who they talk to? T. Martin's in the press box. Now, they might talk to someone that's a volunteer or assistant coach, but, hey, the receiver coach, that's man. Now, I think your coordinator should be up there, but somebody's got to be down below yeah. to communicate between the quarterback and the receivers. Who in the heck is doing that? I don't know. So, And the route calling and the, and the play calling and – Make it simple. Just get in a pistol and run off, right, left, this, that, trap the middle. Do some things. Have a series here and there. Have a counter to hold the backside. Forget about running the offense you're running. And be USC. The way people want it to be, and I hate to say it this way, guys, but there's only, as far as I can think, there's only one staff member who went to USC. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. So they really, when they talk about USC or think about it, do they really know what it was like then? And that coach is never coached before. He played there and was a great player, but he never coached at USC. So when you looked at all of the things of the staff and what's going on, and I'm not saying he's not doing a good job. I'm just saying the part of it, let's say, Brad Buddy comes to practice. Who knows who Brad Buddy is? Who? And, you know, if Marcus Allen comes, they'll all know who he is. Right. But Brad Buddy or Ron Yeri, can they say, oh, that's Ron Yeri. I want, I want him to talk to the team. Or go down, Ron, come over here. You can come on the field. I want you to go down and watch the offensive line. Maybe one of the greatest offensive tackles with Munoz to ever play at USC. I mean, that's what you want. That's what the heritage is. That's what it is to teach these kids who these guys are and whose number you're wearing. And I don't see any of that. Coach, we got a few more. We'll let you go. I know it's kind of crazy. Uh, John Embrea says, 
There's so much that is wrong and utterly uh, frustrating about this USC offense, so I'll just stick with a pet peeve, the way they signal in the plays. The question is for Coach Hyde, should a redshirt junior have the ability to audible at the line of scrimmage? USC players stare at the sideline, often straining to see the play. The play clock winds down, and then Max turns around to see to take the shotgun snap. You see it in his eyes when the play clock is in single digits. Oh, crud, are we really going to run this play? Hike, doesn't it make sense to allow him to get out of the wrong play and into one that uh, stands a chance of succeeding. Thanks for your thoughts. Fight on, John and Brea. John, uh, good point, buddy. And I think since it's fresh in our minds, we can discuss this when you people can all remember this. When you looked at Burns, the quarterback from Stanford yesterday, now he's a redshirt freshman too. And Max Brown is a redshirt too. He was in complete control of that game. Audibilizing, changing plays, talking to the guard, talking to the tackle, talking to the back. McCraffrey reaching up and saying a few words to him. Complete control, signaling the receivers. The offense is one that you understand and you know what you're supposed to do if somebody does something. I have not seen, and I might be wrong, I don't know how much they've ever audibilized or changed plays at USC recently. You've got to be on top of your game. Why run a play that's not going to work if they shift their defenses or change their coverages? Now, this kid Burns was running the whole show, and now he hadn't been, he hadn't been in school any longer than Max Brown or running the same offense. But Max Brown, as you say, John, never has a chance. And he should know this. He's an intelligent kid. He never looks like to me that he has the confidence that he's the guy and he's in charge. And a quarterback's got to be in charge and have the respect from all of the other ten guys. He hasn't been given that opportunity. But he had to fight for his position all through the spring, all through the fall, and he's still got that pressure on him. Rather than saying, I'm the guy... Listen to what I have or get out of here. And come on, guys. We got to get it together. Type of thing. So, you know, you're, you're right, John. You can see the difference right there alone. You're doing too much offensively, and you're not doing it properly to fit what you're doing. So everyone is confused, confused and everybody's not communicating, and nobody's executing. Coach, we got two more for you. This one, voicemail. Uh, let me play it, and here we go. Hi, this is Richard from Toluca Lake. This is for both Ryan and the coach. I'd like your comments and opinion on the comments that J.K. McKay made the other day on the radio regarding uh, Steve Sarkeesian and saying that the real reason why he was fired has not come out yet. And number two of McKay saying that there was really no interest in the USC coaching job when they did hire uh, Sarkeesian. Uh, McKay has always been just the mouthpiece for Hayden, and uh, it seems that this was the case. So please give me your comments and opinion. Enjoy the show very much, and fight on. Hey, Coach, real quick, I just want to say I like J.K. a lot. I mean, I, I love talking with him. I disagreed with most of what he said on the Mason and Ireland, Mason and Ireland radio interview. Uh, I do believe people were interested. I believe that USC decided on what coach they wanted, and they hired him. They hired Sark, and I think this was a way of just defending a bad hire. That's all I think this was. So, uh, But I'll get your thoughts on it, Coach. I don't know if you got to hear the interview or not. 
I didn't hear the interview, but I read uh, his quotes. First of all, if I'm J.K. McKay, I don't even say things like what he said. More to come out on Sarkeesian and so on. What are you doing? You got litigation going on, and I, you know, J.K. I like you and stuff, but you're an attorney. You don't talk about things like that. When you go on the show, you 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 talk about what you're going to do and your great years of playing at USC and the Trojan family and what you're planning on going into and so on. If 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 I get a question like that, I'm I'm not going to answer that question. I mean, I mean, uh, golly, I mean, to say that is is not, I don't think, very smart. And uh, I was surprised. I said, I can't believe that was being said. And then also, as far as no interest, Ryan, I agree with you. I, I just went through that a minute ago. No interest <laughs> at USC? you got to be kidding me. Holy cow. Uh, then The whole thing is screwed up then because those guys don't understand what USC is either. They really don't. It's the face of the Pac-12. Have I said this and talked about this yet, Ryan? Have I talked about the face of the Pac-12? Not on this show, but you've done it before. I've done it. Well, let me do it again. Okay. The Pac-12 is recognized by USC football program. When USC is good, the whole nation says the Pac-12 is really great. When USC is not very good, they say the Pac-12 is down. Why? It's the face of the Pac-12. It's who the Pac-12 is, USC, and the rest of them. I'm not saying if you're a UCLA fan or an Oregon fan, it's not important. You are, and you've got great pride, and you've been beating USC, okay? But the whole face of it is the name of USC. And I'll go one step farther. What happens to Traveler? Where's Traveler at? I didn't see. Were you up at the game? Was Traveler up there? I did not see Traveler, Coach. Yeah, Traveler wasn't in Dallas. What? This is one of the greatest mascots of all time. Hey, you got to bring everything when you play on the road. When you go into battle, do you leave part of your – you bring the gun, but you forgot the bullets? I mean, please. This is all part of the pride of what a football program is at a university. All right, Coach, we've got one last one for you. Our buddy Tarek always writes in very – uh, to the point questions, and this is, I can't even tell you how many times we've heard this uh, from fans. Fans are really upset um, at Clay Helton and the whole staff. I, I did a live stream of Clay Helton's post-game press conference on our Facebook live page, and every comment coach that was coming by as Clay Helton was talking was, fire him, fire him, fire him. There's a lot of this out here. So I know you don't like talking about it, but this is Tark's question. I'll get your thoughts. He said, if you're a Lynn Swan, do you consider moving on from Clay Helton at the end of the season, or do you give him more time? USC does not seem to be getting better. That's from Tarek. Well, first of all, I, I think, I don't know, I've been on so many shows, I don't know if I said it on this or not, Ryan, but first of all, I feel sorry for Lynn Swan. Because what a mess he, he's, he's walked into. I mean, you know, he... He he's saying now, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? Uh, do I am I gonna? Is gonna cost us another ten million, or what am I gonna do with this? And uh, I really don't know what he's gonna do. I really don't know. Can you have another head coach? 
and another another coach with all these kids? What about recruiting? What about all these things that surround the football program? Right now, if you're a four- or five-star recruit, you're starting to say, wow, I don't know. Some have already said, I don't know, and they've left. But it all comes down to winning. you got to win. Winning solves everything, and you're not going to get it fixed. I'm not saying fire Clay Helton or anything else, but I'm saying you got to get it fixed before it's too late, and it may be too late. I'm sorry, all you Trojan fans. Right now, the program is uh, average, okay? I mean, and the kids on average. The kids are good kids and work hard. Now, they're a little showboaty, and sometimes if I was coaching them, uh, they would get a little mouth-lashing from me. And But they would take it because they'd know I cared about them. I love them. And I'm trying to save them as far as experience something like this. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what Lynn Swan's going to do. I don't have anything to say about it. So I'm just going to watch and see what happens and the direction the program goes. But I said it earlier and I'll send it again. I don't blame Clay Helton for the position he has was I'd have taken it myself. It is a great, great university, and it is a great, great program. And football, hell. I mean, it has been the traditional football program in, in the world. It has been. Now, there's others that they love to play, like Ohio State and the Oklahomas, when they used to have those series in Auburn and Alabama. And there they are. But they should play with them. And they beat them most of the time. If you look at all the overall records when they played all those teams, like yesterday, Stanford's overall record in the past, USC still has beaten Stanford more than Stanford's beaten USC, probably by 20 games at least. Okay, Brian? All right, Coach. Well, it's not the uh, most uplifting podcast, but we needed an emergency one, and we thank you for coming on. And I I wanted to just remind you guys of our new sponsor, MyBookie.net. It is football season. Maybe you're not having as much fun watching the Trojan football games. Have some fun betting some play money on the games. I've been doing it the last couple of weeks, having a good time. Didn't have a good week the previous week, but I had a good weekend this weekend. I, I think I got all the games right, so it's cool. But it's fun. You can do, you know, bet on the games live, even after they started. If they kicked off, they have odds up there real time during the games. You can check it out. But just go online, mybookie.net, uh, put that in your browser and sign up. If the promo code, use the promo code Trojans. And you'll be entered into their million-dollar prize pool, or you can call 844-722-2387. So they have thousands of players online. Uh, it's a great place to – it's it's fun to do. I'm, I'm having fun. I don't like betting real money. It's kind of fun to bet the play money. So go to mybookie.net, and they'll uh, set you up with an account and hook you up. And email me. Let me know how you like it, if you like the experience. It's been uh, fun for me the last couple of weeks. Um, Ryan, I want to just say this. Excuse me. Go ahead. No, no, that's good, Coach. What's up? I just wanted to say this before I go. I just wanted to say you can follow me at Coach Harvey Hyde during the game. Yes. I always tweet out at the end of every quarter exactly what I think of what's going on and what they should do. Uh, During one quarter, I think it was the third quarter, I tweeted out, they found the tight end. (laughs) And then I go through it and I say a lot of other things. But you can follow me on that. And then the Wednesday night show you mentioned – Ryan, I take calls on that show. Yes. So depending where you are, I'll be on at 8.30 this Wednesday night because the Angels are playing. 
So I'll be on at 8.30. And the number to call is, uh, let's see, what is it? 714-792-830-830. And the reason it's 830 is because the station is AM 830. So K-L-A-A. So if you're listening on the web or whatever, it's K-L-A-A. And I'll be happy to talk to you personally on the show. Okay? Ryan, thank you for letting me say that. Oh, yeah. No problem, Coach. Coach, of course. It's nice to uh, – we don't get – I mean, the reason we started this podcast is because they just don't talk college football on local radio here in Los Angeles. So we started our own, and this has grown by leaps and bounds. And now I'm glad you have a, a show on local L.A. radio right now too. So it's just uh, – it's just, it's a sports town that's – that's for, it's an NFL pro sports town. And now that the NFL is back, I should say – uh, it's even more about pro sports, so that we don't hear a lot of college football on the radio, and that's why we started the Parastyle Podcast. So I'm uh, wishing you all the success in the world, Coach, on your new show. Thank you very much, and for all of you that uh, call in and all of you that listen, remember it's just our opinion. If you have an opinion, uh, you can agree with us or not. Just if you feel like ripping me, give me a call. I've heard worse, believe me. <laughs> so uh, take care of yourselves, everybody. Uh, be careful out there. Be safe. All right. Thanks, Coach, and everyone else. Thanks so much for tuning in to our emergency Peristyle podcast on a Sunday. Uh, I'll probably come back with a solo podcast. We'll have, uh, you know, it's an earlier practice this week because the game's on Friday. So changing up the schedule a little bit, but we'll move things up. We'll get you a few more podcasts. We'll try to get to as many questions as we can. And hope you enjoy the show, and we will talk to you next time. Tickets, tickets, tickets. SC Tickets is your concert, sports, and theater ticket source. We have the tickets you need to any event worldwide. Football tickets are now available. Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287. 1-800-888-7287. That's 1-800-888-7287. Or visit us on the web at sctickets.com. SC Tickets, concert, sports, and theater. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.